The barefoot punter Because statistics are the best The barefoot punter Because you don't need footwear to bet Welcome back to The Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. We take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2021 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Logical One. Yes, I had a week off and I've come back, come back in hot and... You've walked in the door today, Mug, and you're like a kid in a candy store. I think you've had a big fill-up on the weekend. Very energetic. <laughs> wow. It was, uh, it was one of yours, actually. For the for the, Go to the mailbag.com.au. Uh, our man uh, tipped up the unders in the 163.5 uh, Melbourne-Geelong game. So I was uh, quite thankful to uh, to be a part of that subscription, uh, the illogical. So that was part of the reason I was up and yeah, about. Yeah, so there's rumours of gaps and everything from you, <laughs> Douse. It's... Um, Bigger gap than your front teeth. Um, he's pretty well, excited. Yeah, there might have been a little bit of that. But uh, but also here, Logical, we've got the Pope with us. Welcome back to the Pope. Thanks, Mug. Happy to be here. The big news in rugby league, the top eight might be sorted. Five weeks in, could be over and done with the top eight. So Whoa. we'll delve into that Whoa. later in the show. Well, uh, well, on that topic, uh, Logic, I think straight off the bat, you were keen to talk a little bit about some uh, minor premiership stuff in the uh, in the AFL. Yeah, well, actually, bef- before we get to minor premiership, while I was away, what, what happened? I had a week off and Richmond got smashed by Sydney. Port got absolutely annihilated. There was It was Josh Bruce kicked 10 goals. I like, know. <laughs> we were living in the topsy-turvy world there while you were away. I don't know. Like, to be fair, he was playing against Witches Hats and, and it was good to see on the weekend he was back to his normally normal tactics where he couldn't judge the flight of the ball. Um, but he did prove me wrong for a week. Um, old Joshy, credit where credit's due, he's kicked 10 goals and not many players kick 10 goals in a match. So oh, Amazing turn of events uh, the week before. Um, in terms of uh, the week just gone by, we'll talk about the minor premiership in, in a moment uh, on the podcast we spoke last week about i was quite keen on the suns but uh carlton got over them in the end uh our man jupp was uh giving me a bit of stick about that one so hello to juppy i think he's got a bit of a cut up leg by the looks of him but um <laughs> juppy he's a bit of a keyboard warrior juppy you gotta watch out for him <laughs> he loves it he's a good man um but uh yeah the blues were were too good there and uh the other one i had was um Melbourne at the margins, and they got that too, which was uh, which was good. So, um, and uh, yourself, Benny, do you remember some of the stuff we spoke about on the podcast like last week? How'd you go for the punters? We had an underdogs angle last week, Mug. So we like Canberra at three dollars plus, Cronulla similar price, and Cowboys also in the three dollar fifty range, and got two of the three in the end at the line. Um, one of the three if at time podcast, but in the Cronulla game, we'll go into that in the bad beat section. Um, they're all good value to a certain extent for those, but. Cowboys was the one that got up one um, one outright too in a big upset. So um, we'll delve a bit further into those as the show goes on. And you were putting up the storm again at the big margins, and and they did did it again. They've they're smashing teams at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Touch on the, getting the band back together, so they're getting a few guys back on uh, back on the field who have been out injured and suspended at the start of the year. So they're starting to get a bit of the rhythm, um, and they've got a marquee game this week to a certain extent against Roosters. Two of the better sides last five years, which will be interesting here at Amy Park. So we'll get a real gauge on how they're going. Yeah, and a bit later on, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on some of the flag market as well. Now that the storm, you know, not up the top of the ladder, but still highly rated. So we'll just discuss that later. Sounds good. Logical. Maybe just before we talk that minor premiership stuff, we better talk some bad 
Beats, and I don't know if you managed to catch it on Sunday afternoon, but uh, there was something going on on the West over there. He's not known for his kicking a goal, but, geez, you'd think he'd get one out of six, wouldn't you? Old Fifey, if you were any time goal scorer with Nathan Fife, you'd feel a bit stiff on that one, I'd, I'd, I'd reckon. Yeah, you'd be very disappointed, wouldn't you? And I don't, I don't know if you've come across any listeners that were on him, but I'd love to hear from him. I'd there love was, to hear if, if that killed a multi. Yeah, I did, Let us know. I did see a couple of uh, multis that were put up on the uh, on, on Twitter um, that said they got killed by the five fund, but you never know if they're uh, if they're actually one hundred percent correct. Some of these multis, but <laughs> <laughs> bit of uh, bit of uh, airbrushing or, or whatever it goes on. But um, yeah, geez, anytime goal scorer Nathan Fife, that's definitely a bad. Yeah, bet. just on that airbrushing. The reason that the mug's talking about that is because. Back in the day, I think last year, there was a guy who was claiming uh, he was robbed when Lockie Neal kicked six behinds or five behinds. Yes, and, that's right. And he actually had a doctored bet slip that he posted on Twitter and he actually hadn't had the bet. <laughs> that's, that's fair going, isn't it? <laughs> well, you, you're, you just have to oh, – you just need that – the, the likes that you need the oh the, that's egg behavior yeah, isn't it? It, it massively massively <laughs> um, all right mate minor premiership what what are you seeing I never thought I'd be saying this I I, I know pre season I tipped up uh, Port for the minor they're going okay and they have shortened since we tipped them but not the D's the D's don't, don't oh, the D's. oh no I've seen enough <laughs> no 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 not I've seen enough but their draw coming home in the next few weeks is really soft uh, they're four and zip. And I think they have got a bit of a re-rate. They've got, they're playing really good footy. And like guys like Clayton Oliver, he's been down for a lot of years, so he's helping Petrarca as well. You know, Gorn's always been there. Um, they, their forward line's functioning well. Cozzy Pickett's a, a great inclusion. Made a big difference. And you look at their next few weeks, apart from Richmond, they go Hawthorne, then Richmond, then North, then Sydney, then Carlton, then Adelaide. Looking, looking pretty good at the halfway mark, you think? Looking really good. So you could back that and trade out. Yeah. You know, if they beat Richmond and they, they could be nine and zip and, you know, what price are they then? Yep. Okay. Oh, excellent. And, well, I look, and I look at that minor premiership market and even the premiership market and you look at and look on the same line of betting is almost Melbourne and Sydney. Cannot have that. Yeah. No way. Melbourne are far superior side to, to, to Sydney in my eyes. Um, Sydney have started the season pretty well. But, you know, and Melbourne have the MCG factor and and they're just, yeah, I just can't have those two close to each other in the market. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, well, there's a good one for the listeners uh, straight away. Well, Logical, are you ready to do some games? Let's do it. Thursday night, Marvel Stadium, St Kilda taking on Richmond. Uh, this one sitting St Kilda, two seventy six, Richmond $1.45, line now at 14 just down from 16 Logical, what are you seeing here? Yeah, on opening, I was very keen on the Saints here when I saw this line go up. I had these teams rated about 14 points apart, but the Marvel factor I quite liked. Um, but since the opening, the news about Marshall not going to play has really worried me. I, I couldn't back the Saints without Marshall at the moment because um, uh, um, who's, who's a backup ruckman at St Kilda? Um, Paddy Ryder. Paddy no. Ryder's not yep. ready to go yet. Yep. And Marshall out. They've they've been going with McKernan and horrendous. They look terrible against Essendon with him in the ruck, and I I don't want to back him again in that situation because I'll just be doubly smashed. So I'm I would only back St Kilda if Marshall plays, but at the moment if Marshall's out, don't want to be on yeah, him and no bet in the match. He's just so important for him, isn't he? And yeah, there's a bit of history there between St Kilda and Richmond. Saints got them last year when Richmond were fancied at a, at a similar sort of line, and then I recall distinctly. Um, logical, you and I watching it uh, 
that game, St Kilda Richmond in their premiership year, and we were both pretty heavy on the Tigers, and the Saints smashed them up that uh, that day as well. So Saints uh, have got some recent history against the Tigers there, so maybe maybe just warning the punters uh, off that one. Okay. And and also, you you always have to fear the Tigers coming off a couple of losses. Yeah, well, I, I just had in my notes here, I would like to be with the Tigers, but just too high for me. I I. If we can get some movement there, I'd consider a bit on the Tigers, but um, but at those prices, I'm, I'm just staying out of that one. Yep. Friday night, we've got the Eagles taking on the Pies, and um, gee, we've had a bit of a move in this one, Logical. Uh, that line uh, started up around about 17.5 and has now ticked out to 22.5, so the punters are really coming for the home team here. Um, West Coast, um, not going great themselves, uh, but the Pies, geez. Oh, boy. Can you have any of them? Um, they've traditionally got together well, travelled over to the West Well, that fantastic game last year in the finals. Can you see them making a case over there in the in the West this time around? Yeah, you're right. They do travel well. They, I've seen them twice live this year, and they've stunk both times. Their forward line's not functioning well again. Their midfield's not even really going that well. They've lost Taylor Adams. Adams. They've got to bring in a couple more youngsters. I think this market has moved to West Coast. I actually think it's going to move a little bit back towards Collingwood. And then once it does, uh, I'll be looking to back West Coast. Yeah, okay. Um, and so what, what do, you, do you think it can get back to its opener? Do you think it can sort of get back around that 17 and a half or? Maybe not that level, but yep. you know, I think it might come back a little bit. Yeah, okay. So a bit of a market watch on that one. I didn't have any uh, betting interest in that one myself. I was, I was maybe thinking that, that Collingwood could be a play at that, uh, at that bigger number, but then... I wasn't actually aware of the Taylor Adams situation, so he's absolutely crucial. I couldn't be going near the near uh, Collingwood without him. Saturday Twilight SCG, it's the Battle of the Bridge. Sydney hosting the Giants. Uh, this one has been pretty st- steady in the market, but uh, a couple of key um, players going to be missing for the Swans. Logical, good win from the Giants on the weekend. I have a... Feeling that you might be a bit excited about this one. What are you seeing here? A couple. I know of Dane Rampy. Who's the other one? Heaney. Heaney oh, won't be Heaney, playing. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaney. Yeah, so they're, they're two massive outs yeah, for, for Sydney in yep. a young team, uh, experienced players. Um, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I, exactly what you're thinking I'm going to be thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Sydney are a young side. They've yep. done well. They're four and zip. They've lost a couple of players. They were... Only okay against their challenged last, on the weekend last yep. week to get over the line. Jetters are starting to cut, f- play a little bit better. I'm still not convinced there. There's something still amiss, but a couple of their young midfielders played well on the weekend, and they're starting to get a bit more ball in the middle. And Finn Layson came back into the side. How's he not being in the side? Has he been injured? I think he has been. Yeah, I think he's had a uh, he's had a couple of issues, and they got uh, Big Riccardi uh, back in recently as well, which he's he, he's a really good player. Yeah, well, Finn Layson kicked four on the weekend, I think, and he was a big inclusion. Obviously, Toby Green's going really well. It could be a little bit wet, so if you're going to be backing the plus there, that that the, the weather helps GWS. So. Yeah, I, I, I quite like Jetta Rest at the plus here, so I'll be backing them. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. And and you know what? Like, I actually think, like, Davis, Cornelio, like, I, I think these guys are gone. Like, I, I just – they just haven't got back to the level um, that they've been they've been at previously. And I actually think it is, is – you know, bad as it sounds, I think it actually probably helps them having younger, fresher, keener legs in the team. Um, you miss a bit of on-field leadership and all that sort of stuff, but – you know, at this point in time, I'd probably take the young blokes over those guys. Yeah, it's funny. And Josh Kelly was okay on the weekend. He's starting to get a little bit better, but he's just 
nothing of the player that he used to be. Mm. And, you know, like you put him with Coniglio and Davis. They've lost this a lot of form from key players, haven't they? Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, there's one for the listeners anyway. Uh, the Giants versus the Swans. Saturday night, MCG, Carlton taking on Port Adelaide. Carlton here, $2.18, and, and Port starting to slip out now to $1.69. Uh, that one opened up at 8.5, trimming up now to 7.5. What are you seeing here, Logical? Yeah, I think, like, look at this two weeks ago, and there's no way I could be on Port. But they've they've had some really key injuries. Butters got injured on the weekend. Dursma got injured on the weekend. Rosie was sore. I think Fantasia was sore. And I think you were even saying earlier on that, that uh, Houston was potentially mm. sore. So they've got a lot of injured soldiers and a tough game against Richmond. They come across to the MCG against Carlton. They'll get Williams back. They're coming off a win. I quite like this. I think this is going to move close to Pickham by the start of the match. Really? You I think do, it's going to move that strongly? I do think yeah. this, game, okay. this game will start close to Pickham. And I, and I at the moment, want to be on um, Carlton. Yeah, okay. So I think Mitch McGovern might be a chance to come uh, in there as well. Um I was actually thinking the opposite there, Logical. I was, my original thought was uh, if I can get some movement in that game, I want to be on port. But, um, but I was, yeah, I am a little bit put off by the injuries to those young fellas and, um, and how the others may have pulled up. So hearing you saying that you're quite keen on Carlton um, might uh, just turn me off that one. But, um, but Carlton, as we know, they're a really, really good outsider and they, uh, and they do perform quite well at the MCG and we do know Port don't get there very often as well. So you get some advantage there too. Yeah, and I think even the other thing is Paddy Cripps has probably been the – he's a bit of a barometer for Carlton. A few weeks ago he wasn't playing well. If there's a team I feel like he's going to go well against, it's Port Adelaide because they've got those strong – inside mids and he can challenge them yep. whereas if they're a faster side that's where he can sort of really struggle yeah okay well that's uh, that's a good insight there as well alright good one for the listeners there thank you very much Logical also Saturday night Logical we've got Lions hosting Essendon geez the Lions won't they be happy to get back home after a couple of tough weeks down in, uh, down in our town uh, this one opened up at around about 27 and a half and has trimmed up a little bit to 25. Some markets 24. Geez, when this one opened up, logical, I just thought, gee, that's a big line. I, I just thought, wow, you know, they've, they've almost tied there with um, Sydney on the weekend. They put up a big line against Sydney. Now they're putting up a similar line against against Brisbane. That just didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And it feels like Essendon are getting a bit of camaraderie. They're going a little bit better. And I think Lions aren't going great. And I think they're going to challenge Brisbane up here. Yeah, I saw that Sunday night tweet from the mug. He loves to get oh, yeah, active on Twitter send, on a Sunday I usually night. send out one or two. <laughs> Sometimes on I don't know how many beers you've had when you're tweeting <laughs> no, them too. No, <laughs> no beers these days, <laughs> I tell you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did see that. Uh, I, I don't really agree with you. I could be... If I'm leaning to a side, it's probably Essendon, but I'm not strong on this one. Yep. I think Essendon, apart from last week, have been pretty horrible. They, you know, they've got some good young players, which is great, but can they do it two weeks in a row? Brisbane, we spoke about them pre-season. They're probably not the side that we thought they were. They they got that home advantage last year. They got to stay stay at home all year. They've really battled away from home this year. So uh, they, they're not going as well as we well, what, what the market thought they were. They're not a great side, but I still made that line about about what it was, a smidge lower. So yep. okay. small lean to Essendon and that's it. And the last game that we're going to discuss here, Logical, is the Cats hosting North Melbourne. Uh, that's down at the Cattery on Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. Um, now this line, it's one of the bigger ones we've seen for a little while. Uh, started up at about 54 and a half, now going out to 56. Looks like it's getting bigger. We've got 
Danger coming back. Um, one of the other Jeremy ones. Cameron. Jeremy Cameron uh, making his debut uh, for uh, for Geelong and um, and out of North Melbourne we've got well Jed Anderson's already out isn't he? We've potentially got Cunnington missing. We've got Zuha missing, um, and we've got who else? And Luke Mack. Luke Mack um, bowed out during the game on the weekend as well. So probably four of their prime movers are missing. It's a big swing, ins for outs. Oh, there. it's massive. It's yeah. massive. So and playing down at the Cattery. The one thing about this is the total's quite low. It's 163.5. At a line like that, they still need to be kicking almost Two goals to yeah, North Yeah, spoken about this before. I remember that uh, GWS Carlton game uh, um, two years ago. Yeah, but I do not want to be betting on this game. I feel like when it gets that bigger line, you, you're sort of you're looking you're, your ratings go out the window a little bit, and you're more looking for you know um, uh, motivation yep. to play and motivation to be the side by a certain amount. You don't know where that's going to be in the last quarter. You could be. Just at the mercy of a team chipping a ball around, those sorts of things. For me, I've just no interest in this game this weekend. Yeah, I've had a few people contact me on Twitter uh, saying uh, the the Super Wolf uh, was messaging me the other day saying, "Mug, you've got to be into this one. This is the absolute fill up of the year. Uh, just get on board, like, like the minus. Get on board the minus. Yeah, and." Um, it's just too big for me. I just cannot be getting involved in, in that sort of stuff. If anything, I'd be on North at the plus, but with that, with those players missing, it's just like, who are North Melbourne without all of those players playing? So we'll be just uh, passing on that one, I think. Like, what did they give up? Uh, eight of the last nine goals on the weekend. Um, that's Which is really interesting. There's been a lot of clusters of goals. We didn't talk about that at the start of the, start of the program, but St Kilda, I think, against West Coast, they, they kicked... Um, Enormous, like the last eight, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, I know West Coast kicked the first three, then they came back, and then they yeah. So went and three, the same, and then four, then three, and then then they and the same up. thing happened in uh, the Gold Coast Carlton game as well. That was very up and down. If you're live trading these games, uh, you could have had an absolute day out. And I believe the uh, Hawthorne um, Freo game was a little bit up and down at times too. So, yeah, it's definitely been a uh, a bit of a theme from last week. I like that. I think the weekend was really good because sides came from behind with the clusters of goals, rather than that side just yeah. flat-track bullying. And it's good when they come from behind. It's exciting for the, for the game. And both those games were really interesting, the St Kilda West Coast and the Adelaide North until the end. You know? Very good. Well, mate, it's great to have you back and great to talk some uh, AFL. But it's time now to uh, turn over to the Pope and talk some NRL. Now, Benny, I um I had a bit of a flutter on the NRL on the weekend and I heard that Tomalolo was not going to be playing. And I took the minus nine and a half. You liked the Cowboys already at that price. Now, he didn't play and that price moved out to 13.5. I think it almost jumped. I think you'll find 14.5 at some establishment. So they got out to they got out to $5 head-to-head. Um, and there's t- the time level factor, and we, t- we talk about other things at times, but they also had uh, ex-great of the game pass away in the week and they were playing at their spiritual home and those sort of things tie in at this price. So that kept going. They'll show up. They'll want to put it do it for Tommy Rodonikus. That that certainly played in that price. What to what level? Who knows? But that did tie into that price to some extent. So you liked them before he went out. After they went out, did you still quite like the Cowboys? Softened, but then when I saw what it got to, I, I couldn't have it again. So yep. I didn't have on the mailbag. I didn't quite have the courage to go through the head to head tip because I, he's such a big guy, and they, they've been shocking that two weeks prior. But it was too big. Touched on on the podcast last week, but you know, west of the fifth. 
probably fifth worst team in the comp. Like, for them to be going off $1.30s, like, it was just too short. I couldn't yeah. have it. And, and a lot of people disagree with me. People in the new league still like West, but it just seemed too short yeah, for an average judges, team. Yeah. yeah. But lesson for me here is just don't take on the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned with my pocket. I'm happy to end on that note with this, <laughs> this logical one. Round six of the NRL, and it always surprised me how quickly these seasons go, but we're already into round six, quarter of the way through the season. Benny, um, we're probably going to bypass Thursday night game because we've got another really, really big line there, 26 and a half, and we're going to go straight to the Friday night game. Newcastle versus Cronulla. Cronulla slight favourites, the one and a half point favourites. What are your thoughts here? This was five and a half Sunday night camp. So this has moved four points in the course of two or three days, and that was too big. At the time, I can see this move into Newcastle favourites. There's a few factors at play, and to one of Muggs' theories, the Sunday night looking at week ahead, this was this was wrong from the outset. So if you know what you're talking about, there is value to be had at looking at that week ahead. There were players out, players coming back, potential players missing. If you can dilute through all that cocktail, then there is angles to be had on that Sunday night. So that, that's just one for the listeners to consider. Yep, future weeks across both codes probably, but. With this too, we've also had a coach sack this week for Cronulla. So he's out come 2022. I love a good good coach sacking week after trying to look at the motivations. Yeah, so he's there the rest of the year at this stage, but who knows what that means. You know, like if you don't have a contract for next year, do you want to stay? So there's that into that price too. I can see this keep going towards Newcastle. If you do like the Knights at home with players coming back, now would be the time to get on at the $2 or plus one and a half because I think it, at best or at worst, whichever way you look at it, that's going to be pick them. But I, I can see Newcastle jumping favourites in that game. Yeah, and do you want to be on Newcastle or you just think it'll move that way? Yeah, it's it's hard one to dilute with all that. But again, if you try and look at the variables of coach sacking, players coming out to denounce the coach, not getting a contract next year, I'd want to be on Newcastle, even at the price now. Yeah, very good, very good. The second game on Friday night, Amy Park is an absolute ripper. The Melbourne Storm versus the Sydney Roosters. Storm are eight and a half point favourites, a dollar thirty-five, and the Roosters three fifteen. I love this game. What are your thoughts here, Pope? It's a cracker on paper, logical one. The premiers from the last four years are these two clubs, two two each in the last two. You've got the recent storyline around who the best fullback in the game is. The Pap, Melbourne's man, or Tedesco's been the number one player for a while, so a lot of storylines. And the price is stark at three dollars fifteen plus eight and a half. It really stands out. And as a result, I think the Roosters' price will stay too short this week. I think it just stands out the Roosters, that price, that doesn't look wrong and the weight of money will come that way. I can get this bigger. Sands, Kiri, as we've touched on in previous weeks, they're, they're just going at the moment, the Roosters, even though they've won the last couple. Like they had to come back from 14 late last week. They won't be able to get away with what they've got away with against Melbourne. I can, I can get this bigger and um, we'll find an angle around the storm this week. And I think you've said it two weeks in a row. It's been right. You're going to say it again three weeks in a row. Storm at the bigger margins? Yeah, I think so. And, and this one's harder to go because they're playing a powerhouse of the competition, the Roosters. But with guys out, it's it's really on that pay that Roosters team is is a young side. And Melbourne's, as I've sort of touched on, Melbourne's getting players back. They're starting to hit their straps. This, I'd, I'm going to be looking at big margins in this one. Melbourne run away with this. And they won't let Roosters off the hook. Like Roosters have beat them in a 2018 grand final, 2019 prelim. They'll want to sort of make up for those previous years a little bit and heat revenge. So I can't see them taking the foot off the pedal at any stage in the game. So I'd, I'm going to be looking in that direction. And the PAP at the moment is a, sco- a try-scoring machine. How's Munster going at the moment? 
he's he's probably had a soft start to the year, so his role's changed pretty significantly with Smith out, and he's having to sort of be the dominant playmaker. He's the guy now in Melbourne, and he hasn't quite fit in that role, probably trying to figure out the right mix between um, incorporating his natural flair and also being the game manager, and, and he's still working on that aspect of the game. Um, so he's, he's had a soft start to the year. Pappy's the main man for the Storm at the moment. And then we move to Saturday night at Glen Willow Oval, which I'm not even sure where that is. <laughs> Three o'clock game, Manly versus the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, the Titans are a six-point favourites. Where is Glen Willow Oval? I thought that that wasn't the home ground of Manly. It isn't mudgy. Glen Willow, so they've uh, taken the cash from the Mudgy City Council, Manly, okay. and sent out there to take on the Gold Coast Titans. So, um, yeah, I'm sure the locals will get around them down in Mudgy Cam. <laughs> so the six-point favourites, Gold Coast, uh, $1.48, and uh, Manly at two sixty-five. What are your thoughts on the match? The, the big storyline of this one is Tom Trevojevic coming back from Manly. So you're basically talking about the power of one player here, and he he's individually worth the most of any player in the competition at the moment and this is arbitrary of how much he's worth but you know like depending on who you talk to and people who know rugby league he's could be worth eight and a half which is a huge number that's andrew john's levels that's that is andrew john's level about to say it exceeds jonathan thurston exceeds cameron smith probably but that's probably the quality of the team he's playing into adds adds to that i was gonna say is that because he's the quality of the team just they don't have much depth or, or talent, so he just makes such a big difference. Yeah, they're, they're an average team, and he's we, – we talked about Tedesco v Pappenhausen as a fullback battle. If, if he has two good months, then it's a three-way battle, this conversation. He's that good. But him coming back – and also he improves guys really like the way they played the first month. You've got Daly Cherry, who's Queensland captain, and he looks like a reserve grader at the moment. Travoy, which comes back, he's a different player. His brother, who's a rep player, looks different too. He – he has a real impetus around others in that team, and that adds to that number of eight, eight and a half, whatever you have. So he's he's massive for that team. And as a result, I think I want to be on Manly here, and we talked last week, mug around margin and things like that. This is where I'm going to start thinking the upside of your 13+. plus. So they're a big price for 13+. plus. If they get in a role and the best version of Tommy T is on show and mudgy, then I'd be thinking that they could get a roll on and go away with this. So 13 plus at the big price, I like the that. angle I look at here. Like, it's interesting to talk about Cherry Evans. He's had a lot of peaks and troughs in his career. It's a, he's a strange one. It, it must be a real confidence play, player. And as you say, if he can get the right players around him, he might find that form. I think he finished off last year really well. And that's interesting. And he's terrible this year. Yeah, he goes through real form spurts. So he'll have good blocks and then go missing, which is not really what you want in a marquee player. He's on a million a year. He's... As I said, Queensland captain, Australian halfback, you want more consistency out of that. And I, I talk to people in know rugby league and they have differing views around whether he's overrated, underrated. So he, he um, garners different opinion, but um, he will be the happiest man in the where, – where are they based? Northern Beaches. He'll be the happiest man in Northern Beaches that Tommy T is coming back because it takes the pressure off him. Last game we want to talk about is uh, Saturday night at GIO Stadium, Canberra Raiders versus the Parramatta Eels. It's a quite a tight one. Canberra going off two and a half. I think you've, I think you've liked something either way in Canberra games almost every week this year. Yeah. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, it sounds like we've got a vested interest talking about Canberra every week, and we're talking about them again, and we're going to be on Canberra. There's a bit of player movement here too. So both teams are missing a significant player, which probably cancels each other out. Josh Hodgson, who we've touched on as well, he's got a bit of a mention for an English hooker on this show a few times. He's, he was in some sort of out, but he's playing. So to be two and a half in Canberra, you're basically having to rate these teams equal, give or take, probably even para. Slightly better if I'm advantage. 
to have it at the two and a half. And I can't. I, Canberra's a better team for me, um, especially with the players out. So I can get this a little bit bigger. Canberra aren't going that well at the moment, but down there, Parramatta, they lost to the Dragons as big favourites on the weekend too. So that that's a bit of a re-rate for them. Um, you'd have to have Parramatta at least on par as a team with Canberra to, to have this at the price it is, and I can't. I just think Canberra are better and should be a little bit shorter than this or, or a few points shorter. Okay, great. So we're back on Canberra again. We're back on, we're back on Canberra. Well, really good chat today, fellas. I thought that was great. Some great bets there for the listeners. And as we always say, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.